Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day. Gets us into God's Word every day and thereby helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's Word every day keeps us in touch with our relationship with God, helps us to stay focused on our souls and on eternity. Now, we always encourage you to share these short studies every day with everybody you can. You know people in your life, probably some in your own family, who need to change their focus in life. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them. Your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today and every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We are looking at a very profound question that has been asked for people by people probably virtually throughout time. Why do bad things happen to good people? Well, in this study, we've broken it into three sections. We've asked first, why do bad things happen to good people? The bottom line answer, sin. Sin prevails in this world. And sin brings bad consequences and a whole lot of the time on innocent people. There's fallout, you see. You talk, We hear about, we read about, we see in the news all the time about drive-by shootings and some innocent person getting shot. Well, why was there a drive-by shooting? Sin. We talk about people being caught in caught up in all kinds of, of deadly situations. Why? Now, they may be innocent bystanders, but somebody or maybe a group of individuals were caught up in a sinful pursuit, and there were consequences. But you see, it, it becomes more fundamental than that when we're talking about just physical death. It's a reality. Why? Because of sin. Going back to the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 3, when that first man and woman became sinners. God removed them from the access to the tree of life, which was in the Garden of Eden. And so physical death became a reality. And because of sin, we're talking about because of physical death, what goes with physical death? Illness, injury, pain, suffering, dying. But then also there are all kinds, and it, it, I, I think the world changed at that time. So you're talking about drought, famine, natural disasters. You see, all, why? Bottom line, trace it back, the garden, sin. And then, so there's all kinds of violence, wars, death, terrorism, murder, theft, evil. You know, the list goes on and on. All, the bottom line, sin. In the second section, we talked about our misconception of what true goodness is. We point to all kinds of people and we say good person, good people, oh, those are good folks over there. But they're not always truly good from God's perspective. They're not living a life dedicated to God, committed to him. 
They seldom go to church services anywhere, and maybe they're living in outright sinful lifestyles, but we look at them, and because we like them or because we think they're well, they're responsible citizens. They go to work every day and pay their... We say those are good people. Well, maybe from a worldly perspective, but not necessarily from God's perspective. God is the basic standard of goodness. And if we want to be truly good, we've got to be with God through Jesus Christ, not when it's just convenient for us or suits us, or when something bad happens in our life, we, we suddenly fall on our knees and pray to God. No, we've got to walk with God every day, every day. In this third section, we're looking at some specific factors that contribute to bad things happening to supposedly good people. Now, we looked first at sometimes poor choices. Poor choices and bad decisions lead to bad consequences. And that, could, that is the case even in the lives of truly good people, people who are trying to live a faithful life before God. Sometimes they make a bad decision, a bad choice, and they suffer bad consequences. In this second example, many people venture through life without much thought of God or of his will for their lives. Now again, this would fall back on that second section in our study, a lot of times we look at some people as being good, but they're not really good people from a spiritual perspective. They're not walking with God. They're not faithful to him. How many people, I, you know, I remember a young man telling me one time, you, you explain to me what li- why life has done this to me. The man, young man needed to look in the mirror. There was the answer. If he would have done that, you know, facing him square in the face. He was the problem. He just did not think much about God, didn't care to think much about God. Thinking about God too much would have caused him uh, discomfort, would have violated his conscience. He would have been uneasy. It would have been an annoyance. So he, he just basically, from outward perspective, he's put God out of his mind. God is not there in his mind. But that's just an individual example, that that kind of scenario could be multiplied infinitely throughout humanity in this world today. So many people, they don't want to have to think about God. They want God to be there and take care of them when they need him to be there and take care of them, but they don't want to have to live for God. Well, that does not work. In James chapter 1, beginning with verse 5, James wrote, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Why is he unstable in all of his ways? Because he's not living He's not living in and he's not seeking God's wisdom. Why is he double-minded? Same reason. He's not not seeking God's wisdom and guidance in his life. He wants to do things his way. And that's where a whole lot of people are. They want to live through life. They want to do what they want to do, the way they want to do it, when they want to do it, without having to be bothered by thinking about, would God want me to do this? 
is this the way God would want me to do this? Huh. Particularly, verses 15 and 16 of James chapter 4, and this really goes along also with the first part, the first example, rather, that we used in, in talking about why do bad things happen to good people, some of the individual uh, factors that factor into that. James chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, how many times do we make decisions on our own, on our own, without asking God for his guidance, for his wisdom, for his will even. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. God wants to be there with us and for us, but we have to walk with him and live for him. And we need to always be asking him into our thoughts and plans. We need his wisdom all the time. We desperately need God's wisdom in our lives, but many people live as though they are all-knowing in and of themselves, all-powerful. They can do whatever they want to do, and they virtually never search for God's will. A whole lot of people fit that identification that I made earlier. God, why do they do certain, certain things? Why don't they turn to God? I mean, they keep butting their head against the walls because they keep making bad choices. Why don't they give God a try? God is not in their head. They don't think about God. Now, they may, they may curse and use profanity with God's name on a regular basis, but beyond that, Nah, God's will for their life, the thought does not even cross their mind. In James chapter 4, let's look at verses 2 and 3. And here again, you lust and do not have. You fight, you, uh, you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss or through the wrong motive that you may spend it on your pleasures. Well, again, a whole, people, a whole lot of people, they're focused on me, my, what do I want, the things that will make me happy that I think will make me happy. But those are usually material things, and that happiness is not very long-lasting. Because we keep seeing something else that, oh, oh I, I'd like that. Well, that would make me even more happy. Well, and then we might get that. Now, we might go into tremendous debt to be able to get it. But we get it, but then we find, uh, yeah, okay, again, whatever pleasure, whatever fulfillment that those things bring me is short-lived. And I keep looking toward more things or maybe more money to give me more happiness, more fulfillment, more enrichment, and that fails all the time. We need to ask God again into our plans. We need to ask God for a pure heart so that we can ask properly and focus properly in a godly fashion. God's chastening questions for Job in Job chapter 30, chapters 38 through 41. We don't have time to read through those several chapters, but you open it up. 
Read Job chapters 38 through 41. And boy, God chastened Job through question after question after question. And those questions ought to impress all of us with our personal inadequacy in our own personal knowledge limited just to ourselves and our own personal ability. Our need is for God's continual guidance in and blessings upon our lives. Job learned the lesson. We all need to learn that lesson. We'll look a little bit further at some another example next time. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, help us, Father. Help us to love you. Help us to humble ourselves before you and seek your wisdom and your guidance in our lives so that we can be truly good people and avoid a lot of bad things happening to us. We just need your wisdom and guidance, Father. Help us along these lines. Please be merciful with us, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.